Stay happy, stay healthy, keep it real. Hello and welcome to the UK Natural Health Show. I'm joined by my amazing co-star, Jess. How are you today? Oh, I'm very well, thanks, Gids. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So what have you been up to at the moment? Um, well, lots of things. Um, just developing an employment well-being uh, business uh, with my other half, which is brilliant. Uh, so we're full busy with that. Gathering a mind's anniversaries on the 6th of September, so it's right around the corner. So a lot of amazing stuff going on there. We're going to have um, Simone Vincenzi coming to play the didgeridoo as well. Oh, wow. We're a massive peace meditation as well, Aww. like right at the end. Oops. Yeah, it's all about the collective consciousness. But, but yeah, man, so that's what I've been yeah. up to. It's been really busy. And then we've got the lucid dreaming retreat as well. Oh, God, yeah. So it's all go, go, go. Wow. <laughs> Wow, amazing dress, amazing. So um, I think we should get on to who we've got on the show today. Um, So his name is Gordon Fraser. I actually met Gordon at an event a few months back and his just life story really inspired me from where he came from. He had a very similar background to like kind of where I grew up in up north in a sense. And I'm actually within the industry that he is in. But Gordon Fraser is a successful entrepreneur within the health and wellness industry. But kind of this wasn't always the case. Um, He went through multiple jumps searching for his passion. And he was kind of disgruntled with the life that he was currently leading at that moment. Mm. He decided to do something about it and took a leap of faith into the unknown. Very brave. Uh, Gordon joins us on the show talking about his hardships and how he overcame them to be successful and turn his life into a dream. Uh, How did he find the motivation and what did it take to make the break? Gordon joins us now. Stay happy, stay healthy, keep it real. Uh, So thank you for joining us, uh, Gordon. Thank you, it's my pleasure. It was great meeting you a few months back, you know, just learning how you've become such this great entrepreneur, where you came from and how you kind of changed your life. So I kind of wanted to ask, what was the pinnacle moment in your life that made you want to make a change? Well, um, thank you. It's a very good question. And um, there hasn't been one definitive pinnacle moment that has required change. Um, It's a little bit like if you've ever seen, you see a picture of Mount Everest and uh, on its own, and you see a a magnificent mountain, and you know we can all appreciate that. And if you saw that, if that was a metaphor for a change in your life, you go, what was the big moment? But actually, before you can even get to to Mount Everest, you've got to go past a series of other mountains. And I guess um, there's been a series of peaks or pinnacles on the, the mountain range of my life that have all um, impacted on me and brought me to uh, different stages which have allowed me to, to make different changes. So, um, there have been, I mean, that, that goes all the way back to childhood um, and the choices that we make at, at school and the jobs that we take, how long we stay in the jobs, the jobs that we move to until we get to that, the point, if we ever get to that point of wanting to create a significant change. So there's been a number of changes that I can talk about, maybe uh, one specific one that took me uh, to becoming an entrepreneur, if you'd like. Okay. Yeah. Wow, it's amazing. So what was it that you were doing before, Gordon, before you, you made a, a big change in your life to what you're doing now? What was it that you were doing before? Well, um, when I was um, at school, I grew up in the west coast of Scotland. And um, I'm uh, in my 40s now, so growing up um, in the area I grew up, um, it was a, a small town on the, uh, about maybe 20 odd miles from Glasgow, and um, a fairly small commuter town where the industry was um, distilling, it was whiskey, and, uh, and obviously a commuter town to Glasgow as well. But other than that, it was pretty much uh, a town uh, that had seen kind of like better days um, and the opportunities in the time were very low mm-hmm. and very, were limiting and um, the, the biggest opportunity really was to move to the city and um, in that environment I, I wanted to be an actor that's what I really wanted to be but of course have you, have you ever seen the movie Billy Elliot yes mm-hmm. it's kind of I'm not saying my life was like that but the, the, the preconceived ideas and opinions um, of, of other people um, were maybe not um, very um, supportive of the arts in terms of making that um, a, a, a career choice. So um, I, I decided not to be very vocal on what I really wanted to do with my life and what I really wanted to do is be an actor, be into the arts. So um, because I wasn't very, because I would, hadn't made the choices to follow my passion, I ended up doing jobs 
standard job to to make him earn a living. And I, I think that happens to a number of people in life. Is, mm. um, they just fall into jobs that are just there. They were, the job turned up and they got the job and they're making the money and then you get trapped in that um, paying the rent or paying the mortgage, your car payment or your your rail fare, your, your bills, you know, going out. And the next thing you're kind of like stuck. And um, I kind of find myself in that in that environment. I am um, quite a good talker <laughs> and um, I like people and um, I have a fairly good energy. And so it was it, it was obvious that sales was a good play, a good environment for me to be in and, and that's what I did. So I worked the corporate ladder and um, my, my first couple of jobs um, were insignificant and then I, I got uh, into British Telecom and um, then I moved to into Yellow Pages from BT and then into IT software with a company called McAfee. And um, I, I worked in, in those different um, corporations and I learned loads of fantastic things. So they were all, I mean, when I worked there, that was, you know, the last time I took a paycheck, I think was the year 2000 or something like that. So these were the days where these companies had a lot of money. Um, the the, the um, economy was a lot different. Um, there was an awful lot of investment into people. And so, you know, it, well, I, I wouldn't say I, I thoroughly enjoyed my experience because if I did, I'd still be there. But um, it was a, it was okay, an okay experience. I knew I didn't want to be doing that forever, but it was an enjoyable experience and I learned a lot from mm. it. Gordon, so, um, yeah. I'm just wondering, it, it sounds like... Um, you had, this this is really positive, you know. Um, you, you were obviously soul searching, doing lots of different jobs, and then finally moving on to something that you enjoyed doing and that you're actually really, really good at and successful at. But did you have days where you woke up and you just thought, "I can't do this anymore. I'm really fed up. I, I, I'm stuck in a boat. I'm having to do this, you know, rigmarole every day to pay bills, and I'm not happy." Did you have that go through your mind at all at any point? Oh, absolutely, I did, and that was actually my pinnacle. I was going to share with you was um, I'd been headhunted into McAfee um, and I hadn't I, I'm not IT savvy um, I could barely turn on a computer I knew I could watch email but that, and, and you know, do an uh, online Google search sort of thing but that was my kind of limitations where it came to IT and nothing about anything else and I got headhunted into the company and um, as an account manager and um, I did my best to really understand how, how the, the products work that I sold and you know I, I had my target and all that so I didn't really I wasn't really passionate about IT software and so I kind of you know I got I had a really good wage but I had to commute quite a distance to work so I, I got up at I don't know about 6am at the latest and then I was in the car say 30 whatever to get to the office for 830 so I was commuting from like Epsom to Slough ugh, every day, um, <laughs> there and back. Um, I don't mean that about Slough. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's all coming out. It's okay. <laughs> I mean about the commute. It was like um, one and a half to two hours there oh, wow. and, and the same back. Oh, that's so, no quality of life, is it? When you're when before mm. you've even gone to your job, right? If you've got to do a four-hour travel day. Yeah, I like, four hours out of my day every wow. day. So it's four, eight, twelve, six, twenty hours of travel wow. per week, which I didn't get paid for. To go to a job you hated. And I did a, I did a forty to sixty hour a week in the office. Um, so like I said, I got paid really well for it, um, but lifestyle had suffered. So one day, uh, I was, uh, I think it was seven twenty in the morning, and uh, I just got on a junction ten of the M25, uh, A3 M25. And um, I was sitting in traffic. I was in a traffic jam at, you know, that just gone past seven o'clock. And I remember just literally sitting in the car. And um, I used to listen. Ironically, I used to listen to this radio station called Liberty FM, mm. and which is kind of a pivotal because I was sitting in this. This is on, and I'm looking around, and people are these smoking them, just like clouds of smoke in cars, and there was. Um, people with, you know, doing their makeup in their cars, as you see, and, you know, just people, like, lives ground to a halt in this traffic jam, and it was that, it was in that moment I 
literally had an epiphany. And um, I thought, I'm literally going to have to change something. If I don't stop, change something in my life, I'm, I'm going ha- to be like one of these people in the future. Mm. You know, like a frontal lobotomizer smoking myself to death or mm. on a course of antidepressants. Um, certainly my lifestyle wasn't any good, despite the money I was making. Um, I, was un- I was unhappy. So mm. that day, when I arrived into the office, I went to my director, took a meeting with her, and I said, I'm, I'm really sorry, but it's over for me. I, I just can't see myself doing this um, any longer. And, and she's like, what are you thinking about? You know, you've got your whole career about And it was. I was looking at management, and um, I was looking at doing an MBA through the company. And, um, you know, I, I, I was walking away from a significant income, um, but I, I knew in my gut that it wasn't, I wasn't in the right place, or I was, and, and, I did, and it wasn't the, the company. The company was great. It was, it was me. I wasn't born to be sitting in an office um, and doing all that traveling. There had to be another way of making money, and it wasn't uh, making somebody else rich. It was mm-hmm. really to find something for myself. And um, I did. I, I quit. I had a few months to um, serve out my, um, my uh, resignation, but yeah, I walked away from it all, and um, it's the best thing I ever did. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't have a plan. Wow. Do you know what, Gordon? I totally relate to that. I got made redundant in 2011, and the moment I got made redundant, I was the happiest person alive <laughs> because I didn't enjoy what I was doing. And I remember going back to my flat, and I was sliding up and down the hallway, and, <laughs> and my flatmate was like, um, "What's happened to you?" And I was like, "Oh, I've, I've got made redundant." She's like, "Oh no, I'm really sorry." I'm like, "No, I'm really happy." <laughs> yeah, that's so, the thing. You've got to look at these situations yeah. in a positive way. And if there's people listening that mm. have been made redundant, you know, maybe use this. Is a, is a moment to reflect on, on what you're doing and maybe think is this what I'm supposed to be doing and use this time to maybe create something else basically. but also are you happy in what you, you are doing because a lot of us just do it for the sake of uh, mm. doing it and just like Gordon and myself and Jess actually mm. we've all done things for the sake of it mm-hmm. um, but Gordon I wanted to ask what did you do next so you left your job what did you do after that well I was in a very fortunate position because um, I was a, a quite a high earner so um, I had been, I, I had been, uh, had savings from, you know, because I had no life, I not <laughs> any oh. money. So um, I'd saved uh, a fair amount of, of cash, stashed it away. Mm. And um, so I had breathing space and I knew that. And um, in the, um, the period of time from making my resignation to actually leaving the company, um, I had come to a decision of what I was going to do. And this ties it all back together in a big bow. And that was, I, 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 the first time in my life I actually had cash, because I'd always lived hand to mouth. And so when you live hand to mouth, your choices are kind of quite limited in terms of your freedoms, because if you don't have very much money, then every choice um, you, you have to make is based on the money that you're making, down to you know, the type of car that you've got, the type of um, transport that you take, the type of holidays that you, you take, the type of clothes that you, you, you wear, the restaurants that you go to, you know what I mean? It's all linked about money. Mm. So I never had those choices um, growing up, and certainly I was hand to mouth when I was at all all the other jobs. So I had breathing space. So I basically asked myself the question, what have I always wanted to do that I haven't done in terms of a career? What what makes me happy? And I knew what made me happy, but I hadn't had the confidence or even the self-esteem to actually admit it to myself. And so the answer that came back was, you know, I want to be a, a performer, I want to be an actor. And mm. but then the question is, do you have any talent? So, um, and uh, I'm very practical. So um, if I find out, <laughs> I went to like an acting coach or a series of directors and they said, no, you're, you're rubbish. Then, what? well, clearly I wouldn't carry that on as a, a, a means to make my living. But if, if it was the, a different answer, if I went to those, sources and they said, yeah, you've got something to work with, then it's something I would pursue. So I did. I, I went for um, private coaching, and um, off of the back of the private coaching, I um, decided, this is the other thing, I was very clear what I wanted. There was two drama schools that I had um, uh, penciled. One was RADA, and the other was Lambda. Mm-hmm. But my, my, my number one choice was Lambda. So my, my, so basically I'm saying I, I really both uh, I focused on what I wanted. When, one, when I it felt right, I went, okay, this is a decision. Okay, I know I've got talent, um, and it's not me saying that, this is somebody else. So therefore, I've got that validation. 
trained so I need to go to school so I chose Lambda and um, I auditioned um, and I got in basically and so by I, I quit my job maybe in March or April and then I started um, Lambda in whatever it was September that cool. year Gordon, so what was your mindset like at this moment? Were you, were you very much in a positive frame of mind? Or were you, was, was there any doubts creeping in or anything? And if so, how did you tackle those doubts? I, I mean, I did. I had, um, I had doubts in the sense of, I, um, I mean, the doubts came, it was almost like having a split personality. Mm. You know, you've got, um, most of the time I'm positive, but um, you know, there, there are times when I have, I question my decisions, but what I am is I, I'm a person of conviction, so once I've made a decision, I'm going to see it through, mm-hmm. you know, come hell or high water, if, if, <laughs> if I'm, a, I really, it's all a case of, like, um, I mean, it's one of the great things, if you get, like, have you ever been to, like, one of these, like, an Ikea or something like that, and you get the wardrobe, you go, no, nope, we're going to make it, and you're like, <laughs> You get a thing home and you can't follow it. You're like, why did we ever bother doing this? So it'd be easier just to fuck away and go and buy one that's ready made. But I'm the type of person who has to get it done. And so um, I had moments of why are you walking away from a six-figure income? Um, mm-hmm. Why are you why are you doing this? This is insane. And I wasn't young. This is the thing. I was like my late twenties. So um, you know, I had a lifestyle that I had built, but I was confident that I could replace the income that I was making in corporate um, from my acting. I mean, that was naive of me, but, but, but <laughs> it did see me through. And, um, you know, I was, actually, I was actually okay. Generally, I was okay with it. So, Gordon, how yeah. did your uh, family and friends um, react when you told them that you quit your job? To be an actor as well. To be an actor, yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> mixed response. Um, you know, most of the, I think most people think I'm already nuts. So. <laughs> <laughs> All the best people are nuts, Gordon. <laughs> exactly, slightly unhinged. So, um, that, that has never... That, uh, so people are like, oh, here he goes again. <laughs> so it, it wasn't... So my family were largely supportive, I would say. Yeah. Um, and I can't, to be honest, I can't remember. I remember one conversation I had with one of the guys at McAfee, um, and he said... He said he totally admired me for my guts, and mm. and I I, I I took that on board because I realised I didn't think it was gutsy for me to do that. I just I, when you're following your heart or your gut instinct, mm. it's just a natural thing to do. Mm. But not everyone has that strength of, of conviction, mm. and so they're 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 scared, uh, and they're doing the job they're doing for the same reasons that I did. But maybe they haven't invested in any other aspect of their themselves to find that strength to really do what they want to do um but you know um it, yeah it was, it was my it was my story so what i mean you just you've just touched on uh, something there that i was going to ask you about actually which is about you know some people don't have that in them to, to be able to be able to do this right so if someone sits, sat listening at home and they're stuck in a rut what what would you say to them like and why do you think so many people are stuck in the rut in the first place? Um, I, I think it's just, um, it's all choices that we make. And um, I think we get stuck, I, I, the rut happens when we, take, we just get involved in, in the craziness of, of life. Um, I think um, that we get too busy. We, we get so busy um, and distracted and multitasking and mm. stretched that time is we all have 24 hours in our our day but sometimes we we're so strapped for time that we kind of end up going from one thing to another which ends up from being one day to the next one week to the next one month to the next and you wake up one day (laughs) and you're looking in the mirror you're going how how do I even manage to get to this point and I don't think that we we kind of like make the decision to get to the point that we're at in life it just kind of creeps up on us and I think it's because we, we're not spending enough time with ourselves. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I can <coughs> understand, Gordon. Like, it's, for example, when we're growing up, when we're kids, we're told, you know, be do, do whatever you want in life, you know, dream as much as you want. When we get to school, we're told to be realistic. And I think that's where things go wrong because when we start to become realistic, 
we have targets and then we're told to get a good education then get a good job and before we know it we haven't really worked on ourselves and understood ourselves mm. as to you know who we are but um i kind of wanted to move on to the question kind of more about you know so you got into kind of acting school um and then after you kind of set up your own business what, i did and can you i did and you know i i think what the question that people should be asking at careers advice or at school when you go for your careers advice and stuff what they say is what job do you want when you kind of let leave school um or you kind of have an idea of the job that you want when you're t- when you're choosing your um uh subject mm. really the question should be what kind of lifestyle do you want mm. if, if teachers were to ask you what kind of lifestyle you wanted the choices that you make as a, a teenager with your uh, subjects and also if, and a degree of that you feel that's what's there for you will be absolutely different um, because no one's teaching you in school to go and be an entrepreneur you know to be a, mm. have, your, have your own business they're okay. really teaching you to be part of a system exactly <laughs> I was just going to say that it's kind of broken actually um, <clears throat> to a, a greater or lesser degree um, and it's, I don't think it's working for a lot of people now and I think that's why the rise of entrepreneurship mm. is extraordinary I mean there's so many people with their own ba- own business and so many people who want to have their own business are fed up with work you know and it's not that they don't want to work I think it's the pressures of work that people are fed up with mm. they're looking for something they can have that's their own mm. that no one can take away from them that they can build that they can feel passionate about mm. and um, that is you know they can do on their terms rather than on somebody else's beck and call and you know it's, it's so attractive entrepreneur being an entrepreneur is so attractive today. I mean, you can only have to look at uh, Dragon's Den to see um, the amount of people who actually are starting their own business. Mm-hmm. And there really wasn't any other option for me except to have my own business. Um, it was the natural progression for me um, after leaving drama school when you become self-employed. You are technically your own business. And so um, the only thing was, as an actor, I wasn't making enough money as a business. And, and that's the thing is I, I really looked at myself as a commodity and I said, that, you know, is this business working this commodity of Gordon Fraser and actually it wasn't so it was a case of right well how can I make money and actually I'm not going back to work I I refuse to go back to corporate I can't I just can't do it I think this is it. I think once you've made that choice right and you've you need and you start something up for yourself even if you're not making you know a lot of money like at least you're free and at least you're happy and this is the thing um how important is it to enjoy what you what you do do you think gordon you've got to know what the passion is i mean you've got to live with your life with a degree of passion uh, in terms of like, your for your own business and um if you're not if you're happy in doing what you're doing and some people who if, if they listen to this will be happy in their jobs and that's fantastic um if you're happy building your business up, that's equally fantastic. But I, I think that's the most important thing is being happy. And, you, and you'll know what that is. It tends to go without vocation, I feel. Um, the happier you are uh, based on vocational um, types of jobs or businesses, um, such as acting or the arts or, you know, a lot of people who are in uh, nursing. I mean, why would you do that unless it was, you know, something that um, it was important to you? Mm-hmm. Um It is, yeah. It so, is. you know, you set up your business um, and so obviously you, with the, its network marketing, can you kind of just explain what network marketing is a little bit? Well, that was the thing, is um, there weren't very many choices for me. So I, I was still acting, so I hadn't given up acting. Um, I needed to find um, a business that was flexible enough to fit around my, my life, which, you know, as much as I, okay, so maybe I wasn't acting full time, but I still had a life, and um, I wanted to find something that would fit around my life rather than my life around it. So the only thing that I could find that was flexible and for me, uh, for my lifestyle, um, was network marketing model. And um, uh, network marketing is um, very significant business, uh, sorry, industry. Um, it's uh, over $160 billion global industry, and it's, it's a misunderstood industry as well. And uh, very few people fully understand how the model works. And when they do, it's like genius. It's 
light bulb moment, you know, going off in someone's head because they go, well, yeah, absolutely, this is perfect for my life. But it's a, a word of mouth uh, business model, so you really only hear about it through someone telling you about it. And um, in effect, what network marketing is, is that it's, a, it's a distribution uh, model. It's a manufacturer of product, and you're selling it, distributing it direct to the end user by cutting out the middleman. And um, there are a number of very successful network marketing companies out there. And um, I'm, I'm part of one. In fact, um, the company that I'm with is known as the jewel in the crown of network marketing because of the, the ethics of the company, the value, uh, the values that the company has, the um, prestige brand, um, very high-quality luxury products, and, um, and also its potential as a company that is um, about to globalize. And I was looking for something that was flexible but was also an opportunity and something that would fit into my life easily rather than changing my life. Do you know what I mean by that? So it's like, yeah. um, I didn't want to fill my garage full of um, liquidizers or <laughs> you know, something ridiculous that's so like, what has this got to do with me? You know, it's, you want, if you want to do not, if you're going to have a business, you want it to have a, a, something that makes, it has to make mm. sense to you mm. and uh, it's, it's not going to be a, um, it's going to be a consumable product and um, it's got to be something that, that people can um, are either either already doing, or they can add to their life without causing any change, any too too many changes. Mm. No, I hundred percent relate to you, Gordon. Um, actually, before I started, I'm actually part of a network marketing company, actually, which Gordon is in as well, and. Um, I just remember I was targeted for so many years and I misunderstood it and I thought, oh, it's one of those, it's a catch. Um, but then I started to do my own research and what I learned was just phenomenal. The actual network marketing company that we're part of, Jess, um, mm. the founder, I've just, I was listening to his story the other day, he was all about changing people's lives. Mm. And to me, that is the most important thing, but it's also helping them to change themselves overall. So what you gain with this is nothing that you would get with your job. Mm. They they transform you in a way that not only makes you feel feel better, but also helps your mind to be a lot more positive, and you help others as well. That's but good. Gordon, like you know, obviously you've been doing this uh, network marketing um, business for a long time now. So, kind of what was what kind of major life changing moments have you seen with people within the business? Well, I had one actually this weekend. Um, so I've been uh, part of network marketing for six and a half years now. And I, I tell you, it's something that I thought I'd never do. Um, and um, because I never thought it would be something that would change my life or, or other people's come to that matter, because I had a preconceived idea of what it was. <laughs> so um, I thought, there's, there's two things, isn't it? What marketing is direct sales. And um, our, the company that I'm with is a combination of both. So, um, which is fantastic. Um, but I thought, you know, You'd be going door to door, you know, <laughs> selling products and, you know, making, you know, eating a living. That's honestly what I thought. And I thought, how am I going to replace a corporate income with this? And that was just me really not knowing. And um, and I know now, after being six and a half years in the business and having a multi-million um, pound business um, from network marketing with an, an extraordinary product, with extraordinary people, I couldn't, it's something I don't do on my own. It's a... For people who like to be part of a team and do like to help people, like you said, it's actually a really good um, option. Naturally, it depends on the company you're with and what their their compensation plan and structure is. It will depend on that. Ours, um, well, certainly mine, certainly is effort-based, but it's also um, team-based. So you, you are encouraged to actually work and help other people to succeed. And in doing so, you get the, the benefit of your own success through helping other people. And this weekend, um, I had the, uh, the privilege of being invited to um, one of my business partner's um, presentation where she was um, presented um, with a, a brand new Mercedes-Benz. She's earned most of network marketing companies um, have different levels of success, and some offer um, you know, a, a car bonus. Mm. Uh, my particular company has an association with Mercedes-Benz, which is long-standing, and um, this uh, my fantastic business partner of mine was awarded um, an Mer a Mercedes-Benz for the growth of her organization. So that was uh, a, a t an incredible change that I saw immediately, just, just yesterday. 
time how many people are actually at that level in my organization but it, it must be it must be there, there must be well over 45 oh. people who have earned a free mercedes-benz from within my organization wow so it, that mean that proves that what i'm doing works and it proves that it's not just one person mm -hmm. who is succeeding but actually lots of people are benefiting from the success and of course off the back of that that's people changing their lives and their families' lives and you know it's all in uh, people's goals are all independent you know to the and, and they're different but they're 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 more tangible I feel they're tangible with this type of um, business it's almost like you're giving yourself permission to really dream again and have something better that's amazing which may not be available to you in, in corporate world that's fantastic, Gordon. That's really, really, uh, you know, so motivational. And I'm sure there's so many people are going to be inspired by uh, what you're saying. What I want to do, I just want to move on a little bit towards uh, the health side of things. So I just wanted to ask you, how important is it to maintain health to be successful? Do you think it's important at all? Thank you for that again. Yeah. How, was, how important is it to maintain your health to be successful in business? Well, there are different aspects to running a business. There's... Uh, this is my, only my own opinion, but there are, are three elements I uh, believe that you have to give attention to. So one of the things I said earlier was yourself, and, and that's spending time on your own, investing into yourself. And I think investing into your mind is a very important part of, of growth. So in, in business, you want to be investing into your, uh, your professionalism. So you're always learning, and, and the school is never out for the professional. But you also want to be investing into your spirituality as well. Mm. You know, you've got to have belief in something. So whatever, whatever that is to you, um, is, is something that really ought to be invested into. Having a belief in something is, is, is good. And then the third thing is your health, and that in terms of your physical health, and that is looking after your body and what you're putting into your body, the lifestyle you're living, the amount of sleep that you're getting, um, the, 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 the quality of your environment, is it conducive to success? and uh, the people you're surrounding yourself with, how positive are they, and what, what are you eating, and um, are you exercising, and all, all, all those three aspects coming together can really put, uh, make you a rounded individual, and, um, and certainly a very positive one. So Gordon, how has your health changed since you started doing what you wanted in life, because obviously before you were doing a job that you didn't enjoy, how, what was your kind of health like then, and like now? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, when I, uh, at corporate, we had um, a canteen, because um, we all got to work really early. We had a canteen, and um, it was free breakfast. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And um, we had um, um, an, uh, a, was a partnership with a well-known city drinks company. Oh, no. Oh. And I, I was you not. So I would get in, you know, bleary-eyed, and I'd stand in my queue, and I'd, make, uh, I'd probably have, like, toast, peanut butter, oh. and jam. That was probably, that was probably we'd have in the morning. <laughs> and, this is actually awful, I'd, I'd diet soda drink. Oh, oh, oh I'm going to send you something <laughs> later about diet drinks, I tell you. <laughs> Don't even get yeah. me started. <laughs> Every morning, that was me, that was morning, and, and... I think I might. I think I might get Snickers with me as well. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh my god! Oh, wow, I used to be a Snickers at it. Morning and then lunch. I mean, I was in slow. So oh we'd rather sit in the canteen or you get out. So you'd want to go out, but it's like, where'd you go out? What, what can you get to eat? Mm. So up the corner, um, up the road a little bit. I didn't do this <laughs> every day, but I did it regularly. <laughs> there would be um, like you know a famous chicken fast food outlet. Oh, oh god. dear. <laughs> Yeah, you check those places out at this time round the offices and they're full of executives going, oh well, might as well. Not gonna, oh, not gonna hurt. But, you know, I was still going to the gym um, and I was, and, and, but I mean, it was like my um, lifestyle, I was saying I didn't have a lifestyle back then, it was really anything fast. It was, mm. certainly wasn't nutritious. Mm. But my mindset wasn't there. I didn't want to look after myself. I didn't care enough. Mm to invest into, these, into myself. I wasn't looking mm. in the future, I was looking at the right now. Mm. But um, 
guess it, it was because you didn't enjoy what you loved mm. so obviously with that became that oh I don't really care about myself either. yeah I, I agree it's, it's a knock-on effect it's, um, uh, if you're kind of like um, not enjoying what you're doing it kind of it, it's I think it can seep into other aspects of your life in terms of how you how passionately you, you live your life mm, because, okay. I mean if I told you that you already know that I was commuting four hours per day and I had eight hours to so 12 hours that's 50 percent of my day was doing something I didn't really want to do it's crazy isn't it what we put ourselves through mm. well I mean when I think about it it's insane it's silly because life is too short so why why do we do that to ourselves I think I think <laughs> a lot of people want to pay the bill yeah exactly yeah, I was going to say that people want to pay the bills and if people have got kids it, it can be another thing mm. that ties them me, me and my partner he, he decided mm. to leave his job actually he left his job about a month ago well maybe it's not even a month ago but like mm. we were saying you know it's best to do it now before kids and stuff come along because I think it, mm. it becomes harder for people when they get when they get a family coming True. along and stuff but I think there's always ways that people even with a family um, and, and kids and, and whatever can... there's still ways that you can find you know something to do for yourself but it's just a bit of sacrifice it's a little sacrifice a bit a of short trust. period and trust yeah trust trust in yourself and trust in the process but Gordon how has your health changed now well um, it's well actually I had to get healthy when I went to um, drama school mm. and so it started there but um, I was on a budget because I wasn't making any money the money that I, I was using my savings to live off mm-hmm. so I was um, very, very focused on what I bought, and so coming from um, a relatively um, uh, poor background, I my mother used to really make a pound stretch, so um, <laughs> she really uh, showed us showed me how to um, use food, um, uh, you know, like make multiple meals out of like like a bit of some mince or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. So it wasn't like. Um, there was no, I wouldn't, I wasn't a fast food eater when I grew up. Uh, it was very much, it was like a meat and two veg sort of a thing, and then reusing stuff and, re, and you know, I could do that. So I put myself on a real strict budget when I was at drama school, when I was eating, like, um, taking packed lunches and, and eating homemade, um, but stuff that I could equally really stretch, but, you know, nutritional, but cheap. And so I did that out of necessity. Um, and then when I started making money, certainly now, uh, in my company I've got now, again, it's, it's super important to be healthy, you know, to to um, help you meet your goals, because if you've got a healthy body, you've got a healthy mind. So now um, I am like, super focused, so I have I've introduced um, supplements, really good supplements into my lifestyle, like vitamins um, and protein uh, shakes, and um, all, all of which are, are non-toxic and vegan. Which, are, oh, which is important to me. So I've had to introduce them. Um, and, and of course, having more money gives you more choice. Mm. And since now I have the choice from building this business, that I'm able to buy, afford, you know, good quality meat um, when I want to. And I don't eat a lot of that, but um, I'm kind of largely vegetarian or fish eating. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll buy organic wherever I can. And um, I don't eat out as much as I used to. So. <laughs> Um, I, eat, I tend to want to eat at home and eat healthily, so brown mm. rice, um, you know, non-fried foods, lots of vegetables, um, pulses, you know, Moroccan sort of style food, things like that. Bless. I've never been in better shape. Wow. And God, uh, how... I'm single. So. Oh, is anyone out there, you know, looking for someone? <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can have a dating show. It's Gordon's a man. <laughs> I hope to be able to show some of my new, my, my, my um, fantastic healthy body at some oh. point before I die. <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, so, Gordon, how has your skin changed now as well? My skin? Mm. Well, I look like a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, I tell you, what is interesting is... Um, I, my skin is actually very good, but that's that's partly to do, or largely to do, uh, uh, with uh, the two elements to that, and that, the three elements actually, uh, good genetics, um, good products, and I don't go out in the sun so much, um, mm. so, um, and I eat healthily, I drink a lot of water, and I eat, I, I put products on my skin that are free from toxins and petrochemicals, etc., so, um, I, and of course I eat well, uh, so I don't have any like, like skin irritation. Mm. You just uh, touched on break 
workouts or anything like that. Um, so I look after myself, look after my skin, and um, because I'm putting in good things into my body, it's kind of radiating through. I'm happy with what I'm doing. So I've got a good energy around about me, which I think also impacts on the brightness. And you know, if you've got good energy around about you, mm. it kind of transcends into, you know, your, your, your skin, I guess. Creates mm. like a glow on your face, yeah. doesn't it? Well, the yeah. thing is, your skin tells tells you a lot about what's going on in your body mm. uh, you know if there's something in your body that's that, that trying to get rid of often it'll come out on the skin as a rash or something but you touched on something actually that I wanted to to mention um, a lot of the things we put, come into contact on our skin even cleaning products even shampoos even moisturizers even toothpaste they've all got horrendous chemicals and I mean if you if you google any one of these ingredients I mean come on you Clive Tacall actually says you know if you if you don't if you don't if you if you're not going to eat it don't put it on your skin so with that in mind I mean um the toxins that are in that are in skincare and beauty products guys and girls it takes 26 seconds for anything you put on your body to go into the sorry for anything you put on your skin to go into the body right so so this is quite serious so um, what do you think of the, the skin care industry and the chemicals that you use in, in products? Well, um, I, I, I was actually um, open, aware of this years before um, I started my network marketing company. I was oh, wow. aware of um, chemical, petrochemicals in skin care mm. and animal products and animal byproducts. You know, um, can you imagine putting a, a product, can you imagine putting a product in your skin and it's lit? It's not halal or kosher or something. It's got animal products, not byproducts in it, or petrochemicals. You'd be shocked, mm. but you don't expect to have that in your personal care products. And um, who who even knows the the potential effect long term from exposure to to chemicals? We just don't know. Well, and, um, it's better just to abstain than actually um, uh, to use them. So I was I was using healthy products. I've been using healthy products for many 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 years. Um, because it's, you know, obviously being acting is important, uh, an actor is important to look after your, your health and certainly your skin. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I was, I'm shocked. Um, particularly, there's a, an industry called, uh, actually it was, it's called the, the um, animal rendering industry. And um, it's quite a, a, a successful and profitable industry. And it's to do with taking... Um, so what? What? what do you, sorry, can you just explain what an animal rendering company is? Well, yeah. Um, there's uh, basically what it is. It's a company that will take, um, that, you know, like, if you, like the, the parts of an animal that can't be eaten. You know, like the bones and bits and pieces. So the, the skin of a cow could become leather, so that gets recycled. The hoofs we already know can go goes into glue or gelatin. We already know that. And then the other bits and pieces can get reused for other industries um, and you know different companies have different standards but from what I know is you know anything from roadkill to euthanized animals from vet, veterinary centers to um, you know um, animals that have come off of farms that have died of natural causes are all taken to these um, recycling plants where the best of them are recycled like we said before and then the rest of it is all boiled up into like a stew and then the, the, the foam that, you know, if, if you were like boiling a chicken to make a stock, the, the foam that comes to the top is a residue that's, called, that's scraped off and called tallow. A lot of people may have heard of that name, mm-hmm. but maybe not sure how it, where it came from. Well, that's where it comes from. And then the rest of the product can be made into animal feed, you know, mm. and uh, the tallow is often um, sold to cosmetics companies. Um, so you don't really know, you know where, they're gonna end, where it's going to end up. Um, it can often be seen in your products as classified as natural ingredient. Yeah, because technically yeah. it is a natural ingredient because it's come from something natural. But what? But I mean, what on earth makes them think they can put this crap in our stuff that we put on our face and in our bodies? Is just unbelievable. And how they can even say it's natural is beyond me. Because I'm not being funny. Like it's way past natural. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It was taken from something natural, as in an animal, but then they've took this thing and now they're putting it in our stuff. It's, it's ridiculous. I know. There was a, a friend of mine was telling me a story about um, a burger chain recently that had a, a slogan on uh, their advertising. 
advertising called 100% beef. And, um, and I was saying, yeah, what's wrong with that? And he said, well, did you actually know that that 100% beef actually is, is, is actually a logo? It's the name of a company. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. This is the thing, yeah. It's, 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 it's nothing to do with 100% beef in the product. Yeah. It's actually a company brand. Company brand. Yeah. Company that put it in front of so I thought, it's just advertising. And, mm, um, clever you know, ways of getting around We just don't know. And so well, basically, what can you do? Well, what you can do is you can find a brand that is values-driven, ethical, and for ultimate um, protection, you want to get one that's vegan, basically. Yeah. I mean, if people want to put, um, you know, synthetic ingredients on their skin, then that's, that's entirely up to them. But I would just say, just know what they, what they are, yeah. what the origin is, and what they do. And uh, so then you have the peace of mind. Mm. Um, I certainly don't. Um, I don't want to be putting petrol or a petrol <laughs> byproduct or a mineral oil, which sounds really, really good for you. It actually isn't. Mm. Um, on, on my skin, so, mm. and I've always been like that, you know, I, I, and, and I've used uh, good products, and um, I've used department store products in the past, mm. which are, um, are green, and mm. um, it's something that I'm committed to, and it's something that I enjoy, and mm. um, I, I benefit from it, so um, I'm all for it, and um, yeah, I think people should be reading not just the, the ingredients on their skincare, but I think they should be reading the, the ingredients on their food that they're eating and actually yeah. asking what the origin is and mm. what is the treatment of the animals that are uh, being used. Yeah. Uh, it's not even just um, people in general, it's people within the industry who have no idea themselves, which is scary. But again, we're not really taught about this. Yeah. But how did you feel when you first found out, you know, years ago that there was animal fat in your skincare products? Uh, well, I was kind of, well, I was kind of shocked, but I wasn't surprised. That makes sense. Yeah. Kind of like, really? Oh, <laughs> right. I mean, it's kind of like that, but I think that's just because we're so used to. There's so much shock and disappointment and upset in the news all the time that mm. I think you can become desensitized yeah. to a lot of stuff. And and um, I, I feel I was like, oh, it's just like, oh, well, there you go. I mean, what do you expect from mass market? But um, yeah, I was just disappointed, really. But um, I was informed, um, which then allowed me to make the choice. But I was looking for, I mean, you know, I, was, you know, I, I, I was looking for some for, for change anyway. So it was actually helpful. You know, it was like kind of a, a confirmation that, you know, I, I was, I was made the right choice. God, and quickly before we kind of move on, I wanted to just get your opinion about what you think about the news and like mm. it, kind of about the mind and how it kind of affect people. Like, how do you see the news? If you live in the London area, um, they, they, we're bombarded by um, advertisement, advertisements and news, you know, from your Twitter feed, your Facebook, your um, radio, TV, newspaper front page. It's everywhere you go. It's like in your face. It's instant. And um, sadly, it tends to be mostly negative. And um, I, I, I personally don't um, watch the news anymore. One of the things that I stop doing is um, I, I know what's going on. Well, don't, I'm not like living in a bubble, but I, I just choose not to depress myself um, mm. like constantly um, with uh, negativity. Thanks. And um, yeah, I, 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 I clearly read newspapers and I know what's happening, but I'm limiting my exposure to the negativity. Now, it's great that you said that because I've started to see a pattern. Anybody who's successful or is positive in life have kind Doesn't of... watch the news. Yeah, they don't watch the news anymore. And go, even going, funny enough, be being a health journalist, I used to be in that industry where I was in the big mainstream media companies and I always, I felt negative. Mm. I felt so negative. But I, yeah, myself, I've gone away from it. So It's the best it, thing to do. It's about changing your mind as well. Not only your skin, your health, but also your mind in the way you see things. Absolutely. Absolutely so true. And I, I say I, I say to people all the time, if you wanna be more positive, if you wanna have if you wanna feel better about yourself, stop watching the news and ditch the magazines and the papers because they're only designed to install fear and keep keep people sort of in that system of mm. going along with things and uh, I could do you know what, this is a whole new topic. But um how important I, I, I don't have a, a T V aerial either. I don't so, watch T V at all. So, um, if I watch TV, I'm watching it on catch-up. Um, I'm not... I don't watch TV, so that's another thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't watch TV either. I think um, I think everything on there is depressing or makes you 
annoyed or like just something it's there's nothing positive or you're watching programs that just numb your mind Right. mind numbing and it's something that nancy from uh, the positive side yeah, said we a few weeks about this. Yeah, yeah. it's um the t- television it's actually called tell a vision so you're we're being sold a vision which yeah. is not t- it's not true mm-hmm. to control yeah. our minds no, exactly I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I've, uh, I've met nancy oh. and um yeah she's absolutely right and and she's got a really good alternative to uh what's being said out there for yeah sure. she has yeah it's brilliant what she's doing um so how important is it to help others to achieve their goals gordon it's, well, it's the only way, I believe, to be successful in my industry, it's the only, the only way to have it, is to invest into people and uh, to uh, help them succeed. It's so with everything. And kind of how does that make you feel? Well, when I, when I started my business, um, I hadn't been on a, a massive journey with it, so I found it a bit, I thought it was a bit funky, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, what? I'm all in it for myself, just show me the money. <laughs> and then I realized that actually it was impossible for me to succeed without investing in people. Mm-hmm. And so in doing that, you have to invest into yourself. And so um, when I embraced it, you know, you say so you walk the walk and talk the talk. So you can't expect someone to do something you're not doing. And uh, if you're saying, well, read this book, I think it'd be really beneficial to you or listen to this audio, blah, blah, blah. Then clearly you've got to do it yourself. And if you're asking them to actually apply what they've learned, then you've got to be doing the same thing too. So ultimately what you get is massive personal growth and uh, you know, ideally um, successful people. So um, it makes me feel great. And um, it's a fantastic byproduct and it was not something I was expecting. Mm. It's something that Jess said to me a while back that we rise by lifting each other and I 100% agree with that. Oh, I agree, yeah, absolutely. You've got to help each other out. This is the thing. It's like um, there's so many people in a, in a rut or just need a little bit of like help or just just some guidance or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? And I think I think people just need to be a bit more compassionate and, and mm. a bit more understanding. We just need to help each other. But we are um, via the TV fed stuff. Right, I'm going to call it stuff because I'm not allowed to swear. Um, <laughs> but we have fed stuff that, that make us fight each other when actually the big baddies are like getting away with it all. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? We, we right. need to stick together. We have to stick together and help each other. It's the only way. It helps if you've got a goal. So mm. um, the bigger your goal, uh, the, the larger the vision, ultimately the more people you can impact on. So um, it's good to actually start off with an end in mind. Yeah. Mm. So Gordon, if, you know, we are coming towards the end of the show, so what kind of tips or kind of encouragement could you give anyone who's kind of listening to the show about life in general? Well, um, I would say um, the tips in general is get eight hours sleep. Mm, Brilliant. (laughs) Um, It's so important to actually regenerate yourself, especially... um, if you've got a busy life. And I know that men and women are wired differently. You know, (laughs) men tend to be one thing at a time task-oriented, and women can be multitasking, multitaskers. And it's often been seen as a good thing to be a multitasker, you know, you can do all these things. And it can be, it's a benefit, but also can be detrimental to uh, uh, having good sleep, good time management, um, uh, looking at where you're spending your time, and uh, scheduling time for yourself. Um, to ensure that you're actually able to, if you have a passion for, you know, going to art galleries or something like that, and you never seem to get the time to do it, then you know, organise your time so you're actually able to um, do which make do the, do the things that makes you happy. You know, and I'm just using that as an example. It could be anything. Um, you know, it could be you know, you know, like um, just actually sitting down and reading a book. You know, you're finding the time to do that. Um, well, wherever it is, it's finding time for yourself. Um, and then in that time of, uh, of having time for yourself, it's having reflection to really reflect on where you're at, where you're going, are you happy, and what can you do to make a change. And often it's little tiny things that you can do in your life that can create big changes, you know, um, long term. Um, and, and knowing that, you know, if you're focused on change, and you really do want to create change in your life and you're, you're focusing on it, meditating, praying on it, whatever you're doing to achieve change, then it will come to you, it will arrive to you, but, you, but you've got to be open to the opportunity when it does. I think 
ultimately end up in the same place. But it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it was given the option was was there. So it's I, I guess it's it's doing that. It's believing that you know anything is possible regardless of what age you are and uh, where you find yourself in your life right now. You know, every day, every minute really is an opportunity for you to create a change if you want to. Brilliant! And, uh, That's amazing. Well, Gordon, we're coming to the end of the show now. I just wondered, do you have any links that you would like to share with us? I'm actually working on a new website, so it's done, but it'll be up in the next um, uh, six weeks. So that is www.gordonfraser, that's G-O-R-D-O-N-F-R-A-S-E-R, dot C-O. Um, in the short term, I'm on Gordon Fraser on Facebook, if anyone wants to connect with me. Um, I've got a, a public uh, page there. And I'm happy to um, give any help if anyone wants to get in touch with me. Bless you, Gordon. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, and it's, it's been just great. amazing hearing where you came from and where you are now. Oh, pleasure's on mine. Oh, if, I can do it, if I can you know, do it, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. I need hope. It's so true. And it's just about having that self-belief. I think a lot of people lack the self-belief because, like we were saying earlier, they're too busy working on other people's kind of dreams and aspirations and not on their own. Aye. That's what I love about network marketing is there's always somebody who say who will say you're good enough. God, and listen, it's been amazing you having on the show, but we've we've run out of time now. But um, listen, it's been amazing you having having you on. Fantastic interview. Hmm. Oh, thank you very much. It's been my pleasure and an honour. Oh, all thank right. You. you take care now. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Keep it real. Wow, what an amazing interview with Gordon. It's just. It's just nice to hear somebody that who's a millionaire and just so genuine and just so friendly. Mm, it's amazing. It's really nice that um, to hear somebody's story who, because there's so many people, I think Gordon represents a large chunk of the country because there are so many people um, hating the jobs and just getting up every, every morning to go to work, depressed. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> everybody knows somebody um, even if it's not themselves, that, that hates the job, right? So Gordon represents a large portion of the country. And so if he can do it, if he can make that leap of faith and take that chance, anyone can do it, like he said. You know, um, really, you just have to believe in yourself. 100%. Anybody can do... You can do anything you want, Jess. It's just the mind. It's the yeah. games that we play in our mind. You know, as I always say, fear is a prison. Fear will always stop you. So if you want to change your life, you can change it. Like, there's no one stopping you. And sometimes we, we blame the economy. We blame our parents. We blame our previous relationships. We just blame everyone. But we never look within ourselves. Yeah. And that's something that we need to change. But, you know, Gordon, you know, Gordon, the fact that Gordon was living that world and he wasn't happy and he decided to make that change, that's, that's proof in the pudding that you can make a change. So... If you know anyone who's listening out there, if you want to change, just make it. Mm. It's going to be hard in the beginning. And, you know, we've, me and Jess have been there. So, you know, you can change your life around. And, you know, if I didn't make that change, I wouldn't be here, you know, today on this show with Jess talking about these kind of topics that we do. Absolutely. And the thing to remember is, it's yes, you've got bills to pay. Yes, there's, there's you know, you might have uh, lots of outgoings and stuff like that. But if you're determined and you believe in yourself, you will make it work. Just formulate a plan, guys. Just formulate a plan where you can be like, right, this is, find a, find a niche, find something that, that, that we need. Just do it. If the worst becomes the worst and it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. You better have you're better off to try and fail and never try and just look back and regret in your life. 100%. And you only have to look at the older generation. Half of them, you know, they wish they could go back to our age and do what they loved. But I'm going to be a bit harsh to you guys out there. Um, It's something that came to my mind the other day. Nobody gives a shit about your career when you're dead. (laughs) So, you know, why waste your life on this? Why don't you just be what you want to be and do what you love? Because in the end, you will be a lot happier and you'll be a lot healthier. But on that note, it is the end of the show. It is. I'm I'm sad. I know. It's always a sad moment. I like the show. Me too. Please come back, guys. Yes. Remember, we are here every Wednesday with a new show at four o'clock in the morning. If you're in America, that's great to to check it, to tune in and listen. But remember, it is all GMT time, so do check the time difference. Uh, We also on on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. And then Sundays at 4 p.m. And then Mondays at 9am and 9pm and Tuesdays 6am and 6pm. So do join us on UK Health Radio on the UK Natural Health Show.
bless you and you can find us on twitter at uh, mine is i am goods uh dresses at gathering underscore mine you can also find uh, us under the uk health uh oh sorry uk natural health e is with a four um and you can also find us on facebook at the uk natural health show guys take care and i'll see you next week bye bye stay happy stay healthy keep it real